Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your hosts, Jeff and Lonnie Jenkins. Hi, I'm Lonnie. Welcome, friends. I'm Jeff. And uh, if you recall, last time when we were discussing, we were discussing the importance of your Bible. I trust you have a Bible. And if you don't, go purchase one. It'll be the greatest purchase that you've ever made. And we can't underscore the need for you to have the scriptures. And if you've got your Bible today, keep it handy because uh, Lonnie Jenkins, our teacher, is going to be going through many scriptures concerning Nebuchadnezzar's dream, a horrific dream that he had about a great image that had risen up that was indicative of four political kingdoms. And so we talked about a lot of things last time, Brother Lonnie, particularly we talked about, oh, well, the fallacies of uh, the systems of man and how they can get entrenched in a particular phase of their belief and not move on to greater uh, understanding, for instance, Luther and their movement, but then God revealed more through Wesley. And I thought that was interesting. And then uh, you, you were taking us through Nebuchadnezzar and we saw the parallels there between those four political powers. So if you could... We'd like you just to maybe give us an overview and trace us back to where we were uh, on the last program concerning those four political powers and what they have to do with the church today. We'll do that. I think that we can put an image up on the screen that'll, that'll show you this visually. And then we'll notice that at the top is the gold, then silver, and then brass, then iron, then iron and clay. And these each represent four kingdoms. And Daniel says in Daniel chapter 2, when he is interpreting King Nebuchadnezzar's dream to him, he tells King Nebuchadnezzar, thou art this head of gold. Mm -hmm. And after thee shall come kingdoms inferior to thee. Mm -hmm. And we notice that the metals get continually less precious, gold, silver, brass, iron, each one less precious, but increasingly harder. Mm. So all of these symbolize something. Mm -hmm. So then the uh, first kingdom was King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, as the scripture says. And if we go into Daniel chapter 8, it begins to trace the next kingdoms, which was uh, Darius the Mede and Cyrus the Persian were the kings then of the next, uh, next kingdom, depicted mm -hmm. as two horns. Then a single-horned uh, animal comes along and busts those horns. Daniel 8, you can read it. Mm -hmm. And that was Alexander the Great of Greece. Mm -hmm. And then there's a fourth power that rises up and strong, exceedingly strong, stamps and bruises, and, 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 but it's a mystery kingdom. And of course, we know who it was historically because the uh, uh, Grecian kingdom divided into about four different kingdoms and then that was all conquered by the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. So the fourth kingdom is the Roman, was the Roman Empire. But the thing that our listening audience and viewing audience, I think, would be interested in is we must continue to remind you, this is the Word of God. And God only listed four world powers all the way to the end. So there's a mystery laying there because we know that the Roman Empire collapsed ages ago and yet the scripture says that's the power that rides all the way to the end. So that's what we were tracing last time. We had found that the anointing on those uh, first kingdoms was in Daniel chapter 7, a lion, a bear, and a leopard. And that represents a spirit power that was anointing those kingdoms. 
Then we went into Revelations chapter 13 and we found a beast that mm -hmm. was a conglomerate of, of all three of, the, three of those powers in Revelations 13.1. It was a beast that had in it the characteristics of the lion and the bear and the leopard. And so now we found that these anointings have pulled together. And then in Revelations 13 again, it says that the beast was wounded to death, but lived again. Now we're still reviewing from last time. And the, and the beast that was wounded to death was, of course, the Roman Empire, because that's what, that was the, the, the power at, at that time as we know it scripturally. So its political strength was beginning to crumble. Correct. And then something else was going to rise up and take its place. Rise up and take its place in the same anointing. That's what's interesting. And in verse 3, And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. Remember, a beast is a power. Mm -hmm. so, so this beast that was wounded to death <clears throat> was the Roman Empire. It was papal Rome couldn't, excuse me, pagan Rome could no longer stand in its power. And so at the time of Constantine, the Roman Empire had divided into an Eastern and Western Empire represented by Daniel's image of the two legs of iron. So the, the kingdom was both iron, it was both Rome, but it's divided into the Eastern and Western Empire because they couldn't consolidate it under one. It was just too massive an area to take care of. Then, then Constantine, in an effort to unite his kingdoms, we find that he uh, claimed for himself a Christian experience, mm. and he began to court the Church of Rome, and he gave them buildings and money and power, hoping to consolidate his kingdom uh, by, by religious powers. Mm -hmm. And then, as, but the, the kingdom couldn't be held together. So the Roman kingdom, Roman Empire kingdom, just dwindled down and couldn't stand. But the scripture says the beast lived again in that we see rising out of the ashes of the Roman Empire came the Dark Ages where the Roman church was the ruling power. Mm -hmm. And the book of Daniel says it has a power, mighty power, but not of its own. Mm -hmm. So therefore the, the Roman church didn't have to have armies of its own. It could use the armies of the kings that were as the scripture says in Revelation 17, receiving of her doctrines. So then there won't be, if what you're saying there's only four powers, yeah. then there won't be, uh, let's say, Russia's not going to dominate or threaten the world again, or Japan's not going to dominate or threaten the world, or Germany. This, this mystery kingdom is going to take the world uh, by flatteries, by a different method other than strong arm and military and tanks, et cetera, et cetera. It's, gonna, it's, it's not a political, it's, it's hidden behind, it's, it's religion and yet politics mixed. Please explain that. Huh? That is a mystery to me. Well, let's, let's uh, go back to the time when our president here in America was President Reagan. And he was desiring to see communism as a power topple. Right. And who did he work with? Do you mm, remember? I sure do. The Catholic Church. Yeah, he went to the Pope. And I remember reading the article, I can't remember, I think it was in Time Magazine, where one of the high officials in the Roman Church told one of our high officials that was over there with our President Reagan negotiating on how to bring about this toppling. He says, he says listen to what the Pope says to do 
we have thousands of years of experience at doing this. Hmm. So, so they are a world power in that they, because of the size and the position they hold in the eyes of governments around the world, they literally pull strings to mm -hmm. manipulate things. So the Vatican has their own emissaries, uh, their own ambassadors. Uh, it's a the Vatican being a religious, being a city based upon a religious principles, yet is a political entity as well. Well, according to scripture right, that we're reading right here, it's probably the world's greatest political power. Mm. You may recall years ago, we used to be on a broadcast out of uh, Vancouver, Canada. And we had a general from the Israeli army come visit us. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he, was, he was sent to America and Canada to represent the needs of Israel and be a speaker wherever he was invited to speak to keep the needs of Israel before the people. So we invited him to come speak on our radio broadcast. And at that time, the uh, Goldie Meir was the leader in mm -hmm. Israel, and she had gone to visit the Pope. Mm -hmm. And so we asked this general, why is it that the leader of the nation of Israel, who has always considered the Roman church their enemy, would go speak to the Pope. What, mm -hmm. what is this? Right. And his first answer was, he says, well, rest assured it was not for religious reasons. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then he went on to say, he says, the world may not realize it, but the Roman church controls, and he began to name the oil companies, the telephone companies, and all kinds of entities that the Roman church actually owns and controls. And he says, so he says, it was not for religious reasons, but he says they have tremendous world influence. And he says, we were looking for some of that influence to be used on our behalf. Hmm. So, so there's, there's exactly what we're talking about here. It is a political entity, but it is a church. And in Revelations chapter 17, I think that's where we stopped last time. Yes. Verse 3, it says, So he carried me away in the spirit in the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. So this woman sitting on this beast, the beast is the same beast as in chapter 13, which is political power. That's right. The woman is a church. That's right. So the church is sitting on this political power, riding it, riding mm -hmm. it. Yet it's a church. And as we, we mentioned last time, and Revelations 13 also told us that it was anointed by the dragon, empowered by the dragon. And we found in Revelations 12 that the dragon was, was a Satan. Satan himself. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think I'd like to divert here just, mm -hmm. just one moment. I was just looking, thinking as we were preparing for, for this little time with our viewing audience that maybe they're not fully aware of this fellow called Satan. And so in, in Isaiah chapter 14, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to weaken to the ground, which did weaken the nations? How thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. You notice his attitude here is continually, I will, mm -hmm. I will. Mm -hmm. God, when he talks about his followers, his believers, he calls them sheep. Yeah. And of course, the sheep just forfeits his rights. Right. They shave all his wool off of him and he doesn't, say, doesn't squawk a bit. Right. But this fella, he's I will, I will, I will. So 
his rebellion against God is because he's going to do something and he said he'll be like the Most High and he's going to exalt himself above the stars of God in scriptural symbolism. That's the seed of Abraham. He will sit in the mount of the congregation on the sides of the north and that's exactly where God said his kingdom was going to be on the mount on the sides of the north. So here's Lucifer actually placing a challenge. I'm going to stand in the place of God. Mm. So now if that anointing is on a man, then that man is going to claim to be standing in the place of God. My, that, that, that's, that's almost scary, isn't it? Oh, yeah, somebody it is. to take the place of God, remit sins, uh, where a, pre a people would have to look to that individual as a supreme authority then. Correct, mm -hmm. correct. Thess Thessalonians talks about mm -hmm. that man. Yeah. So, so here is this church now anointed by this I will anointing. Mm -hmm. And then to, to top it off, verse 6 says, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration because she's beautiful. And she has a history oh. of being drunk with the, the, the blood of the saints. Well, from the history books I read, it's somewhere around 68 million. My. That's record, that's recorded. So these were individuals that died, were those that opposed this power. Oppose this power. Mm -hmm. Can't do that. Mm -hmm. Get away with it. Revelations 13, verse 3, I saw one of his heads as it were wounded death. That was pagan Rome. And the deadly wound was healed. And they wondered after the beast of this power then rose as papal Rome. And then they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with them? So who could stand for it? I was listening to a mm. sermon the other day that I enjoyed very much. And the, the preacher brought it out this way. Uh, he said, now in America, our president, he said, he speaks and people listen. He says, but we go over to Russia and when American president speaks, means nothing. Right. But when the leader of Russia speaks, all the Russians listen. Right. But to America, means nothing. Right. But when the Pope speaks, the everybody listens. listens. Yeah. Everybody listens. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. Now we've entered into, we've jumped now from when the power was initiated mm -hmm. back at the time of Constantine. We've jumped all the way up now to the power given to him to continue 40 and two months, which is a three and a half year tribulation, which is right in front of us. Mm -hmm. so, so there was an interim period in there where we had the dark ages and then we had the Protestant Reformation through Luther and Wesley and the Pentecostal movement. And so we had a time in there where God was bringing his church up higher and higher and higher mm -hmm. in that each one of those movements had progressively more light than the previous movement. Right. And we discussed last time that That's the error was that through logic, man organized or denominated around their founders' truths and when the light moved on, they couldn't move with it because right. they'd organized around a certain, certain truth. So we're not really against the individuals in that system at all, are we? We're not talking about no, the individuals. No, no, no. We're talking about this, the fallacy of the system itself. Correct. Good People, intentions, but bad results. Oh, yeah, right. It's very logical to do that, like mm -hmm. we discussed. Very logical to form a system to protect your truths, mm -hmm. but it's anti-scriptural. Mm -hmm. And the, the people in there uh, not against them one iota, but they're trapped in a system that's just locked to a truth of a former age or the glow of a former age, if we could call it that, as locked to that because they're locked to their system. Mm -hmm. And their system becomes their absolute instead of the Bible. 
Though right. each one would say the Bible is our absolute, and yet if you visit each one, they each have a portion of the Bible they specialize in and kind of leave off the rest. Because it wasn't taught, taught by their founder. So no, not against, not against the people in there at all. There's good people in all those systems. But God has sent a voice, Revelations 18, 4, this crank, come out of her, my people, be not a partaker of her place. So then, uh, could you just for a moment divert, when we're referring to a voice coming, calling to a people to come out of the systems, I'm reminded of Matthew 25, a wise virgin and a foolish virgin. Mm -hmm. And so, and in there was a group of people that had oil on their lamps and a group of people that had not only oil on their lamps, but oil in their vessels with them. And the wise virgin was able to go into the kingdom, in through the door, having heard the voice of the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, while the foolish virgin was not able to go into the door because she had no oil. Could, 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 could you... Uh, uh, elaborate on that, I would appreciate that. Well, again, using some of the symbolism we've seen already. The uh, a virgin, of course, would represent a girl. We hardly ever talk of men being virgin, although the 144,000 are spoken of that way in the book of Revelation. But basically, when we talk about mm -hmm. a virgin, we know it's women. So again, women are churches. So here we've got two, let's say, levels of church. Mm -hmm. Both virgin means they're both clean living. Mm -hmm. And to be clean living, they have to have experienced sanctification, that at least mm -hmm. that much of growth in their walk with God, the sanctified life. So the, the sanctified life, so we've got two levels of sanctified people here, but one of this sanctified group, five of the ten, has oil in their lamp. Mm -hmm. And all through the Old Testament, when the, when the prophets poured oil on a king or they poured oil on a sacrifice, it was anointing. And of course, anointing in the New Testament is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So we've got two groups in the church, both living clean lives, both professing Jesus, mm -hmm. one filled with the Holy Ghost and one not. And so we find then that, that when it says, when, when the midnight cry came, behold, the bridegroom cometh, that the group without, without oil in their lamp, they suddenly discovered it and, oh, oh our oil has gone out. Mm. Our oil has gone out. So it testifies they had oil. So the system or the move at one time was anointed. Absolutely. And had oil. And then they cried out to the ones that did have oil in the journey. And they said, give us of your oil. And they said, not so, for we barely have enough for ourselves. Go to them that sell. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's back up first of all. And let's update this. Because if we, if we bring ourselves up to date, mm -hmm. in this age, we have had a movement that people out of every one of those older systems, the Lutherans and the Methodists and mm -hmm. the Episcopalians and all those we'll call older movements because they have their roots, their founding further back, that they have all come together, people out of those systems have all come together wanting this thing called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mm. And we know, kind of know that as the charismatic movement. Interesting. And so the charismatic movement is one of those episodes showing that those other virgins mm -hmm. are seeking oil, which mm -hmm. tells us what? That we're in the age of the midnight cry. Behold, Ma. the bridegroom cometh. Because it wasn't until the cry came, behold, the bridegroom cometh, that they became aware they had no oil in their lamp. So it, it indicates to us that we are, we are right, at, right at the end time. And so if you're going to go buy, of course, what do you buy anything from God? You, you pray for it. 
Right. So you have to pay the price of a dedicated life right. to, to pray and seek God for that which you're looking for. Then he has to reveal to you, let's say, the biblical formula of how do I get oil. Right. And then you receive that which you've been praying for. You paid the price right. to seek it. And right. then he, you gain that, gain that oil. But the sad part of it is we see in this end time sequence is that the bridegroom came. Those with oil in their lamp went in with him, and the door was shut. Mm. And then they came knocking, let us in, and sorry, it's too late. Now, so then both the post-millennials and the pre-millennials, post-tribulation, post pre-tribulation, they both are right. One group's going in a rapture, one's going to stay behind. <laughs> You're exactly right. Mm. You're exactly right. There is a group that will go through the tribulation. And there is a group that will go in a rapture before that. So that's mm. the wise virgin goes in with him before the tribulation starts in. The foolish virgin remains behind where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, which is not hell. It's the great tribulation. Boy, most so, interpret that as hell. Yeah, but that's that. the great tribulation. Yes. So because they didn't have the Holy Ghost, they had a religious experience, went to church, right. maybe even clean living, but they didn't go on into the new birth, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they would have to die a martyr's death. <clears throat> Uh, during the tribulation, is that that's, what you're saying? That's the way the scripture spells it out. My. The, the, the truth of this part is, uh, comes from 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And the key is walking in the light as he is in the light. Mm -hmm. And of course, light is is a revelation of the word, living, right. living out the word. Right. When uh, the easiest example would be Isaiah said, a virgin shall conceive. Mm -hmm. uh, there wasn't light yet. It right. was just the word of God. Mm -hmm. Any more than when God said, let there be light. That was not light. Right. That was just a spoken word. But when that word was fulfilled and the sun materialized, that was light. Right. So when, the virgin, uh, when Isaiah said, a virgin shall conceive, then there's potential light. Mm -hmm. But when the virgin did conceive and the Christ child was brought forth and those who recognized it to them, that was light. Mm. In the same way that when John the Baptist came and declared, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. When Isaiah said that there would be a voice of one crying in the wilderness, that was potential light. But when the scripture was fulfilled in John, then Jesus says you were willing to walk in that light. You were willing mm -hmm. to walk in that fulfilled scripture. And so now back to our 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, so then therefore this foolish virgin group mm -hmm. with no oil in their lamp, mm -hmm. if they're lingering behind, and remember we found what organization does to people, it causes them to live in the glow of a previous age. Right. That if they're lingering behind, uh, what God is doing. They're not in the light as he's in it. Mm -hmm. They're claiming the light that was, like Israel claimed the light that was under Moses. Mm -hmm. But when the great light, Jesus himself came, they couldn't receive it. The nation went into darkness. Mm -hmm. So the same thing has been happening here that through the ages, organizations organized around the truth, which, which was, like we said, a virgin movement, had oil in their lap, mm -hmm. the Holy Ghost led them into that truth. Then, this, then the pillar of fire, the revealed truth, moves on to unveil more truth, mm -hmm. and they linger in the glow of another age, and then they, they're in the category of foolish virgin, 
because you have to be walking in the light of the hour to receive the full benefit of the blood. Yes, that's true. So then when Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that gift of the Holy Ghost is still available today for those that are walking in the light then. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but there's the secret because most all the denominations have a feeling uh, well, I wouldn't even say denomination. Let's broaden it out. Most all Christians think that if they can just believe what happened at Calvary, they're saved. Mm -hmm. But that's the historical. And mm -hmm. God calls himself the I Am. Now, of mm -hmm. course, we believe in Calvary. Mm -hmm. And we have to believe that because mm -hmm. it's part of Scripture. We have to believe the whole, the whole of the Word of God. But 1 John 1, 7 again shows us that the principle is to receive the benefit of Calvary we have to recognize the word for our day. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you could just think back. Well, every age is tested by this same test. That's true. That when uh, Adam and Eve were on earth, their test was you can eat of all these trees, but don't eat of that tree. Mm. But we don't find any other age that says you can eat of that tree, but you can't eat of any other tree. Right. And then, of course, the next one I would say was what? Noah? Right. Yeah. And then he's getting, everybody that's in the ark will be saved. Everybody that's out of the ark is lost. Well, of course, the simple again here now, what was that ark? It was the manifested word. Interesting. Because God had told Noah how to build the ark. And when he followed the instructions of God and it was materialized, those who stepped into the manifested word mm -hmm. were saved. The rest were lost. Well, let me ask you a question then. In our day, the fullest virgin then because we don't want our viewing audience to think that, let's say, if they don't have the Holy Spirit or have never experienced the Holy Ghost, that they're lost. They're not necessarily lost, then, but they may very well go through this thing called the tribulation then. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the rapture, that catching away, we saw, we see by the Matthew 25, wise and foolish virgin parable, that only those with oil in their lamp are going to go in. And those... Uh, I, I don't know uh, how, how to make it really clear yeah. and without going into a two-hour session instead of our half-hour. <laughs> but the, uh, that baptism of the Holy Ghost is the seal of God, sealed unto the day of redemption. And those who walk in the light as He is in the light. So whatever word God is living out in your age, Luther, when he brought his, his light, that was the light of that age. And then then... God moved on in more light of that age uh, for the next age. Right. And so, so the light of each age, church age, is what calls an elect lady out from that age to walk in that light. So what we're saying is, is we don't want the people to become comfortable just in a denominational station. Correct. We want them to, to want more and seek more. So part of our broadcast, part of our desire in our broadcast is for them to move on and receive more of the Word of God that God has We'll continue next time. We've run ourselves out of time. All right. To order a DVD of today's program entitled Mysteries of the Kingdom, write to this address or visit us on the web at globalanswers.us. Thank you for joining us, and may our Lord 